Hey, 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 welcome guys. It's Ian here. I am Nicholas right here. And we're here back with our first podcast of the of the whole episode. La. <laughs> of the whole series? Not the of the whole series. We are so nervous. It's our really our first episode. Today's episode, we'll be discussing a movie called... The Imitation Game. It's a test of sorts for determining whether something is a machine or a human being. Would you like to play? All you have to do is ask me a question. What did you really do during the war? Are you paying attention? All right. So, uh, Nicholas, how? What do you think of that trailer? Have you watched the movie, Nicholas? I have watched the movie. Definitely, we have, I watched it like several times, lah. Yeah, I think I watched it when it first came out in the cinema. Oh, amazing movie! I watched it online. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, b- before we continue, like, we we would like to advise uh, everyone that. If you haven't watched the movie, stop this podcast, go and watch it because most of it will not yeah, make sense to you. Correct, correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just just a brief explanation of what we, we think Lent is. Uh, I think, I don't just think, I believe Lent is, uh, as Nicholas perfectly put it, it's to bring us closer to God. And from my own observations, Lent is pretty much like a, uh, throughout the rest of the year, we always are uh, at Advent, we're preparing ourselves. The uh, rest of the year, we are just, we are kind of like learning listening to readings, learning about Jesus here and there. But I feel like during Lent, we have a lot of opportunity to actually walk the talk, put the work to use, uh, reach correct, out. Correct, right? I do agree with that. Do some uh, outreach. Uh, Be closer with God's people, do some surveys, help people out. You know, random act of kindness as well. Can as yes, well. yes. And it's also, it also causes us to pray a little bit more than usual. We have special yes, prayers. Indeed. And uh, on top of that, the most famous is uh, fasting. Fasting from food, fasting from electronics. Yeah. So much of fasting going on. Yeah, so, so recently, like, our, the Pope, Pope Francis actually said that we should stop using our phones and yeah. stop trolling people. <laughs> stop trolling people. <laughs> Pope Francis, listen, this is directed to you. What do you mean trolling people? I, I, I think what he meant is, like, you know, stop doing memes. I don't know. I, don't know, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. La. Actually, uh, can I say, uh, Pope Francis, uh, he did one of the most ultimate trolls. La. <laughs> when he became Pope, <laughs> what did he do when he became Pope? I don't know, man. He did a lot of things like, okay, so usually, um, he, he the main people he trolled were his friends, like, the bishops, the cardinals and all that. <laughs> when he became Pope, the first thing he did was, okay, I'm not going to wear my robes. I'm gonna, oh, yeah, I'm indeed. Wear full white. <laughs> Correct. And, and, and I think the, and the people at the Vatican were like, I think the stories that we heard is that he literally went back to his place, paid for his bills. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, aren't you the Pope? <laughs> yeah. Usually the Pope lives in the, in the, vet, in the, in St. Peter's Square. Uh, I forgot the name of the place. Anyway, it's, it's like a palace. La. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty clean. The food's amazing. But then, Pope Francis, he decided to live in an apartment where he paid for himself. I think he paid for himself. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, that's another thing. La, you know? He trolls a lot of people. La, you know? He stopped wearing his golden cross. His stuff is made out of, what, silver. You know? And all the time, he's just trolling people. La. So maybe, maybe it was more of a reminder for himself. <laughs> I got to stop trolling my... My bishops, lah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But I think his troll was pretty alright, lah. I think it represents the humbleness mm-hmm. of himself. And uh, <laughs> fun facts, lah. Fun facts about fun Pope facts Francis. about profess. I think we're we're going off track a bit, lah. <laughs> Let's talk about imitation game. Um, yes. So imitation game is about this guy named Alan Turing, uh, who actually, with a team of people, designed a machine to sort of, in a way, stop the war. Yes. And in a way, World trying, War Two. Yeah, in World War Two, and trying to reduce. The, the time length of World War II by uh, decoding cryptographic German messages, which is pretty good. Yeah. Now, Aaron Turing, just a quick fun fact, he is the father of computer science. Mm-hmm. So to say, to a lot of computer science yeah. uh, students out there, including myself, um, 
dude, that, this guy is sort of like, dude, it, that was like, what, 1954, 1953? I'm not so sure when the actual date is, but mm-hmm. dude, those days, if you were to come out with something like this, it's, it's magnificent, man. Yeah, the man. The machine is gr- amazing. Now, this film, just to go back to it, uh, mm-hmm. it's actually released in 2014. The mm-hmm. director yep. is Morton. Tidum, no idea where is he from. The screenplay is by Graham Moore. Now, just a fun Moore. fact about the screenplay is that this screenplay was part of the Blacklist. Now, the Blacklist is where uh, films like Taika Waititi's uh, Jojo Rabbit Amen. was also yeah. part of it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, seems like a lot of these films uh, in the Blacklist uh, made it well. Uh, yeah, really, it's all uh, controversial films like, we can't talk about that, you know? <laughs> yeah, in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, but, and in fact, they won the best adapted screenplay. It's actually, yep. Uh, based on the book called Alan Turing, The Enigma by Andrew mm-hmm. Hodges. Its cinematography is by Oscar Fora. Mm-hmm. Uh, the score is by Alexandre Desplat. I don't know whether I pronounce it properly. He's a French dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he did do Harry Potter films. Uh, the Hello, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. He did the score for that, which yeah. is great. I think uh, the only non-famous name, all these really good names. I think the only non-famous name is, what's this guy's name? Um, What, Benedict? Cucumber? Cumberbatch? No, 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 no. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Who is this? This guy's a famous guy, lah, <laughs> all right? Uh, this guy is also known as, uh, what's his, what, Doctor Strange? Yes. He's also known to be another doctor. No, he's not a doctor. He's a detective. Yes, the most famous detective in the world. I forgot his name, lah. Sherlock, man. Sherlock Holmes, the British Sherlock guy, lah. The British guy and his friend, Dr. Watson. Yeah. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> and also has uh, Kieran Knightley and other people which we have no idea la. except that guy la, the Tywin Lannister guy from Tywin Game Lannister yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, scary fella now this film is pretty great man 14 million the budget was 14 million and uh, the box office they made 233 million yeah, dude man. this guy for a, for a non-franchise movie because you know recently with all the Batman uh, Iron Man all these Avengers movies they, they have a theme part 1 part 2 you know but for in 2014 for its own movie it was it, it was really successful uh, I would yeah, say very successful so that is mainly just our first part uh, you know yeah. just to know how cool is the film I love, I love the cinematography it. of it it's well filmed it's an A great film uh, yeah, <laughs> we really choose our films properly <laughs> and make sure that it's really nice to watch and it's very interesting <laughs> it's definitely not uh, the hands that clap like, oh my god that movie Dude, what movie is that I tried to search it out I didn't really get it you know I, I, can't, I can't even find it, man. I might be getting the name wrong, but Nicholas, I promise by the next episode, I'll, I'll explain more. <laughs> well, what does, what's this clapping all about? Oh, never mind, you know what? Let's, let's move on from this. <laughs> it's a great film. I, is, I, I love is. the acting. The acting is really great. Well written and love the, film, the, the whole movie in general. It's, it's really nice. Yep. So now we're moving on to like our second part of our, yeah. of our podcast, which is what's it saying? Yeah, what's what, the message of what, the film? What are you saying? What are you saying, Alan Turing? Already, what's the director's name again? I forgot his uh, name. Like, his name is Morton Tidum. Morton Tidum. Yeah, what are you? What are you trying to tell us, man? What's yeah. the message of the movie? But before that, I want to know, like, Ian, mm. dude, like, what's your favorite scene of the film? Okay, my f- my favorite scene of the film. Uh there's this one scene where he goes up right after receiving a letter. Alan Turing receives a letter that declines his budget request of a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, sorry, a hundred thousand pounds. By the way, uh, back then it's equivalent to about uh, 20, 30 million these days. I don't know. I do. You got learn. I don't know. <laughs> economics, uh. inflation, and all that. <laughs> it's a lot of money, like It's definitely not worth. How do you came up with that value, though? I just against <laughs> it. It's definitely not worth a hundred thousand uh, dollars today, lah. You know. So yeah, this time it was a lot to ask. 
And it's this guy who's like, oh, I'm going to build a machine. What machine? Well, you got to wait. But the funny thing is that who did he ask to? Like, like he asked um Tywin Lannister. <laughs> yes, Tywin. Tywin. We don't even know his real, his character's name. Uh, Commander Dennis. His name was Commander Dennis. So after that, what happened? Like he actually yeah. He was, he was so like, okay. Yeah. So the fam- my, why it's my favorite scene. So what happened was he goes up to Commander Denniston, and Commander Denniston said that all right, your superior officer is this dude, uh, who doesn't like you, and he said no. So the answer is no. And then um, what? Just before Alan Turing wants to continue complaining, Tywin Lannister goes and like, do you want to know how a war is won, son? <laughs> it's won by following directions. Listen to your superiors, right? So by then, if you ask me, I would have been like, oh man, well, I'm defeated. What can I do? But then this yeah. guy goes and like, hmm, so who's your superior officer? <laughs> <laughs> Winston Churchill on private drive, blah, blah, blah. He says his address in London. Yeah, because the prime minister's office is really in, in, <laughs> in yeah. London and it's, it's actually almost accessible. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Until today, you can still actually just walk past just his walking. office. Yeah, his residence or whatever. It's yeah. pretty cool. So, <laughs> so, what Alan Turing does is, straight away, he just writes a letter to Winston Churchill. Next thing you know, the next scene, pop. <laughs> Alan's in charge. Winston <laughs> Churchill gives him power. He has his money. He can fire some people now. And <laughs> that's my favorite scene. La. I like it because, uh, I like it because uh, when it comes to authority figures, they can be really intimidating. Correct. And before, if you read the Old Testament, uh, it was really hard to reach God. It's really hard to communicate with Him. Only a certain few select people who have to have a really pure way of practicing life can can talk to God. Uh, just for context, uh, last time the only altar we had during Moses' time was the Ark of the Covenant. And if you wanted to talk to God, which was represented by mm-hmm. the Ark of the Covenant, you have to live a pure, a certain way of life, lah, you know, which is only done by the high priest. And even then, the high priest, just as they are about to go in and talk to God, you um, they had to tie a rope around them so that just in case that they had some sort of fault, what will happen is if they go in, if they were not pure enough, they would die. <laughs> they would die. <laughs> so they would just be struck down and their body will be lifeless. So people had to pull them out. Well, that's so sad, them. man. Yeah. So they would pull him out, you know? And that was the distance people had with God. Oh. And I find this particular scene inspiring because Jesus just turned that around. Like, you know? He came down to it. Everything he did was just to bring us as close as possible we can to God. You know, yeah. without all this, having to live a certain life. If you don't live this life, you cannot talk to God. No, all that is gone because of Jesus. And I like that. I like that scene because of that. Definitely, man. For my favorite scene, uh, instead, a bit more simpler. La. You know, I, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually love the, the part where he had like a sudden click or just like a light bulb in his head. Right. Where he found out like, oh, actually there's a way to crack the code and the whole group of people are running and the, the great right, part is right, that right. everybody is like, there's no idea what's going on but they just follow only, they just follow, they run. finally trust him. <laughs> they just trust him all the way and the great moment is when the machine stopped. Yeah. The machine stopped. Right. It is beautiful, man. That scene was like, yeah, yeah. they were so dumbfounded, they're like, what, what do we do now? <laughs> they, they were like, I don't know, man. That, that moment really was all the way, man. It's a pretty good scene. Huh? But yeah, Back to the message of the film. I think one of the greatest things about the film is that believe in yourself, man. Yeah. If I don't know, I, I just personally feel like just believing in yourself, if it's God's will, and if you follow God's path, definitely, man, you, you really can be the change in the world. Because yeah. I, I was really inspired by the amount of times they actually mentioned this in the film, this quote, this particular quote, uh, which is very famous line mm-hmm. in the film, which is uh, very prominent as well, which is sometimes it is the people that no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. Beautiful quote. Beautiful quote. Mentioned three times. Yeah. So Christopher said that to Alan. 
All right. Ellen said that to his to the girl. The girl. <laughs> forgot her name. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. And the beautiful part is that Kira Knightley is the one who said it back mm-hmm. to him. You know. Right. Right. While he was going through his uh the chemical castration. Yeah, in that film. Yeah. yeah. Which is it sort of like you know. I don't know, it's like brings it full circle, I don't know, but it feels like they mention it for a reason. It's been it's very prominently put it out there, like, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. So how how this brings us to Lent? The the whole point of Ellen being so stubborn in wanting to be the uh to build this machine is because he, he saw the big picture, which was to end the war. Yeah. Right? Most people uh And what, no one can imagine whatever he's thinking actually. Exactly. <laughs> in the sense because like, he, as mentioned by Commander Deniston, he is a prodigy la. You know, not yeah, everyone indeed, can think indeed. like him, right? Yeah. And um, his his goal was to end the war. The rest was to end the war, but it also it was also just to fix the problem right in front of them. For him, it was like, you know, we can't do this. We are just people. We need uh, machines to fight machines, right? So he was constantly ridiculed for having this idea only because no one else had this idea. And if you look at it, Jesus, uh, Jesus and people in our faith, Jesus like mainly, he also goes through this. He went through this when he was alive on here on earth and he still goes through this when uh, people questioned him, uh, oh, if you're God, you can do this. Uh, why don't you bring yourself down from the cross? Uh, in today's times, we always constantly, uh, we question Jesus. If, if you're God, why is there war? Why is there sin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do you allow all these things? Yeah, right? yeah. But unlike Jesus, we cannot see the bigger picture. And that is why uh, we are called to have faith in him, right? Yeah. He knows what's best for us. All these things that's happening, sometimes we understand it, but most of the time we don't. Mm-hmm. And we just got to have faith that he knows what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And Lent helps us see that bigger picture and yeah. helps us bring us closer to God so that we can, it's easier for us to have faith in him. Like. Yeah, to trust him. You yeah. Know? Let's talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. Like. Uh, this film, unfortunately, didn't really pay homage to its factual part. Like. So, yeah, right. in, in Wikipedia, we can read through it. Uh, if anyone, <laughs> if our listeners actually... Uh, yeah. Can search it up. La. So the visual blog information is beautiful. Uh said that actually only 42.3% of the film is actually accurate. That's less than half. That's less than half. Not even passing mark, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. 43% accurate. How did this film win the Oscars? La? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so give you examples, man. So we all know this dude's gay, la. Ellen Turing is gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this film, he named the machine called Christopher, yes, you know, yeah. being his uh his friend, you know, his I don't know, boyfriend, I don't know. La, what yeah, I think it. he had a crush on him. He had a like. crush on him, yeah, la, yeah. yeah. So actually the actual name is called Victory, la, in a sense. The name of the machine is called Victory. The name of the machine is called Victory. Right. But he named it in the movie he named it Christopher after his his crush. Crush la. Uh, I don't know why they did that, but when he I was think it's a dramatization of it, la, in a sense. Probably and like, that's why movies have this dramatization, la. Yeah. It's really just to, you know, make you feel that empathy yeah. to emphasize the emotion yes to help us feel with him correct in yeah, that sense yeah, yeah. and the other part is that actually the team wouldn't the team were actually with him la, in the sense in real life in real life actually in fact Alan Turing and his teammates actually went and asked for the budget oh. it's not him alone <laughs> it's not him alone <laughs> but this is film la. this is film you right. know it's over dramatization yeah, yeah. and I you know that and that what film is all about, like, to really bring about the empathy of it. Like. So that was the bad of the movie. Like. The bad, like, the ugly. Like, you know? <laughs> the ugly it, yeah, so it's not, it's not true. Not all true, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you really, so this is the good part. Like, you know, sometimes you don't really have to believe everything in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can learn something good from it. Like, true. Sense, you know? True, true, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like when I was watching Captain America and I, and I found out like, there's actually no serum to make you really muscular. 
You gotta you gotta work out for that. Hey, of course, lah, brother. <laughs> <sighs> Disappointing, lah. But oh well, <laughs> over dramatizing, lah. It's what movies do, lah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And I think this concludes the end of this first episode. Yeah. I think what we learn is that take a step back throughout this land. Yeah. And find a way to actually be closer to God, lah. Mm-hmm, simple mm-hmm. as that, and to learn to trust Him as well. Yes. And, and the amount of things that we can learn from a normal film like this, yeah, it's amazing. I uh, just want to give credits to a guy named Nicholas Lai. He's in Singapore, by the way. Uh, if you're listening Nicholas to this, Lai, hey man, man. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> the beautiful part is that he actually had a workshop called Heroes, and it was very beautifully done. Uh, he yep. actually connected it with uh, Marvel films, and he's amazing, man. Yeah. He's amazing, and, and that's and that's the way to do it, lah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In a sense, uh, it really relates to all of us. Uh, discussing with Nicholas about this podcast, it helped me. Um, it was a little bit easier to look at the common sense of Lent, uh, yeah. what, what we can do with it instead of, oh, we have to fast off yeah. all the restrictions. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, watching movies and learning all of this, instead of making it boring, lah, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Not, yeah, instead of making it boring, it will make it yeah. a happy thing. You know, in- we- instead of something we have to do, it's now I see this, hmm, something I can do. Or yeah. want to do as well. Or want to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is great. So yeah, we conclude. Great film, amazing film, <laughs> amazing film. Amazing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, man. Benedict Cumberbatch. Do you know what the fans are called? I don't say it here, lah. I know, I know. <laughs> you, uh, go, you guys can Google it out, lah. Our listeners, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ed Sheeran's uh, Shereos, lah. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, so I, Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Forgot, lah. I, oh, I had forgot, lah. I have no idea. Maybe I have to Google it, search it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, dude, that's it. That's it. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you've made it this far, once again, we applaud you. We love you. <laughs> thank you for we listening. We congratulate you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing stuff. We hope we hope uh you got it you got a bit of uh, you got a bit out of this podcast. Definitely. You can you can hear this while you're going back home in a traffic yeah. jam uh, or you're on the LRT right now as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try not to laugh you? out loud too much, lah. People think you're crazy on the LRT. Yeah, yeah. I actually I do that lah. <laughs> I take the LRT and I laugh. Funny things. People look at that. me and I look I smile at the guy. Like, Can I ask you a question? Do you always manage to find seats on the LT? When I'm when I'm going to Kel, yes, I'm going to Kel, but uh when I'm leaving Kel, uh it's very hard lah. Right, but when right. I reach around PJ there or around Subang there, I can manage to get seats lah. Yeah, you, you know why? Because people don't stand next to you, they think you're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you're like, hey, this guy really needs a seat, lad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're done, we're done. <laughs> we're done, we're done. So thank you very much. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, which is CDMYM. This is indeed a CDM Youth Ministry production. We'll see you next week then. See you next week. Have a good day, guys.